Welcome to the Getting My Act Together podcast for Friday, November 19, 2021. If you're looking for something to do in Atlanta, Georgia tonight, and you want to hear me talk shit on stage, please come see me at the Laughing Skull Lounge in Midtown Atlanta. I will be there for one show and one show only tonight at 8 p.m. So please come say hello. Tickets will be going fast, as you know. <laughs> I, it's Thursday night when I'm recording this, and I'm just home a little while ago from doing the show that I said I was probably, that I had not yet last minute canceled because I had not had the opportunity to cancel at the last minute. That would have been a couple hours ago. And I went and did the show in Spanish, supposedly. I mean, meaning my Spanish, but supposedly it was all in Spanish. And I had a really, a really good time. It was really fun and it was good for the soul. Something happened at Limerick on Tuesday, which... I think was the linchpin of getting me to go. If that, I don't know how you, linchpin? Is that the word we're using in 2021? Well, it's probably not uh, horrific in its, in its origin. It probably is just part of like a mechanism. Let's think positive thoughts. I don't know if it was a linchpin, but Tuesday night at Limerick, when I was uh, quote-unquote warming up the room, I just started speaking in Spanish because I wanted to practice a little bit and uh, I was talking to the crowd about how I had a show on Thursday that was supposedly going to be in all Spanish and anybody who sees an old white man, it seems like, young people who see an old white man do anything other than, I don't know, wear fucking khakis, they're blown away by it. So I could be on the mic and just say like, Como esta? Toda bien? Or I could say it in a super, you know, uh, anglicized accent, like, Como estas? Toda bien aquí? But the fact that I just speak three sentences of Spanish, people are like, oh my God, he's it's fucking so amazing. They're blown away by it. Because the bar is so low for men. And white men especially. And white men of a certain vintage. Anyway, so I started doing it, and people were cracking up, and they were so surprised. And what really made me look like uh, I knew what I was doing is within three minutes of speaking Spanish at Limerick on Tuesday. And by the way, if you want to come see a comedy show at Limerick, please know, and you are of the January 6th crowd, I encourage you to come visit because it's not always in Spanish. We have plenty. As a matter of fact, most of it's in English. So you would, you'd love it. You would love, there's plenty of English there. Trust. Uh, but, you know, that night I was speaking Spanish for a little bit. But within three minutes of speaking Spanish, uh, <laughs> some Latino people, Latinx people came in. And it was, people were blown away by it. They were from uh, Honduras. No, El Salvador. Salvadoreños came in. And you know what? They stayed for the whole show. It was really fun. They stayed for the whole show uh talked a little shit in spanish to them and uh anyway it was it was it was really fun so i think the fact that i did that and then there was another comic who actually was on limerick that night mystic hightower she said she was going to be doing the all spanish show on on sunday on sunday on you know three days two days later two days after limerick Full disclosure, at the show tonight, I had one can of Modelo, 
just trying to be on brand. <laughs> and now I'm sipping a glass of tequila. Um, and I'm, you know, I'm a, I'm a stand-up comic who also has a three-year-old, so I'm all, and works, and all, I always am tired. So a little bit of booze, and I might be a little punch drunk, or just regular drunk. But talking with Mystic Hightower on Tuesday night at Limerick, she said, yeah, my Spanish is X, Y, and Z, but I'm going to go do it. And I said, yeah, I don't, I'm, I don't know if I can translate my material to Spanish. And she goes, just talk about your dick. Like, you know, that's a great idea because the nature of growing up in Southern California is I probably know more ways to say penis in Spanish than I do in English. And that was a great tip on her part. And uh, no pun intended. <laughs> she inspired, Mystic inspired me to do the show. Like, yeah, I'll go. I can, I'm not going to tell my jokes because I don't, I don't, why not? Because I, I, I didn't think I had the confidence to translate them. But what I did is I just went up tonight and started talking about, you know, being around Latino people and roasting them a little bit. Um, I did. I, I had uh, <laughs> I did have a few good roasts. Uh, but anyway, it was really fun. And it was being in Atlanta is great because I'm around so many black people. But I'm around less uh, Latinx, Latino people than I was in Southern California. So it's, as you've heard me talk about on, on the podcast, those are two cultures that I'm, I have great affinity for. And it's almost like if you live in California, you choose the Latinx, Hispanic. Um, Hispanic's never one I really used. I used to just use Latino. That's what I said. Well, fucking times change. And it's Latinx now, I guess. A guy named Martinez told me that the other day. So, um, so, but, so, but they're, they're both, like I said, cultures that I'm, uh, I have great affinity, fondness, and affection for, and, and have since I was a child. And I don't get that La Raza, uh, as much here in Atlanta. So doing the show tonight was great. And I forgot because, and, and I told the crowd that at the end of my set, because I, 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 frankly, it went a lot better than I thought it would. So by the time I got to, uh, I got the light and they're like, wrap it up, dude. I, I sort of forgot. I forgot the rest of my act because I feel like sometimes comics, correct me if I'm wrong, correct me if I'm, if you think I'm wrong. If, you, if you're not having a good set, you know exactly what the next joke is and you know exactly where maybe you can uh, you know, dig out of it or you, you, even if you're not going to dig out of it, you know the rest of the steps you have to take to get to the end of the set so you can go contemplate killing yourself. Not actually doing it, comics. More comics die of drug overdoses and suicide, I'm sure. But when it's going really well, at least for me, I'm, you know, and this was a short, like, 10-minute set, I'm sort of mindless, especially when I'm in a, I'm doing it in a different, different idioma, I'm doing it in a different language, not really thinking about where I'm going and what I've said or what I haven't said. I just hear what's coming back to me from the crowd. It sounds good, and I'm just in the moment. And as a result of that, I didn't think 
oh shit, I still have that joke. I could do that thing. I could do that thing. I just went for it. And then I got to the end and they were with me, but I forgot what I wanted to, I forgot one thing that would have been a great closer. So I just, does that make sense what I'm trying to say? I'm trying to say, if you're having a bad set, you know exactly where you are in your set and you know the exact words that you need to say before you can walk off the stage. But if it's going well and you're in flow state or you're in the moment just being yourself and and having a great time it's not that I mean maybe at times you slow down and be like okay I could go from here but you just in the moment you don't have the list in your head because you don't feel like you need it right that's the I think it was the Bill Hicks quote that's inside the green room at the Laughing Skull about your your act is what you turn to when you're not being yourself or being funny or something like that long way of saying I didn't close with a joke that I think would have done really well, and that was that um, because I had a great, great time and it went better than I thought. And, it, and I was going to say something like, "Thanks so much for listening." I, you know, I am. I have to go. I'm starting a new job tomorrow at at Ice or La Migra or something like that. Some sort of. Uh, it was all a ruse. I'm just another. A uh, person who's trying to lock you up. Um, but it didn't matter. So what I did is I went to the heartfelt, like, thank you all. And, uh, you, you know, I have great fondness, like I said, for the culture. And I told them that. And then they said, uh, oh, that's good. Why didn't you finish with a fucking joke? <laughs> no, they were they were nice and sweet. And it was fun and, and good for the soul. So... I'm glad I did it. Mystic was Mystic went before me, and she had a great set, and her Spanish is much better than mine. Um, and turns out we know a few overlapping neighborhoods in San Diego, California. What did I What did I talk about? If I didn't do jokes and I didn't have the confidence to uh, translate my own material into Spanish, well, I told them uh, I was I was roasting i kind of roasted them halfway um i said that uh, i told a story about how a guy who was once uh doing some work at my house who i was actually paying believe it or not uh saw me doing laundry and because you know he's a macho dude maybe from a macho culture maybe i've mentioned this here before or not i don't know um he it was later in the day, like I was home from work. I was doing some laundry or taking some. It was, it was real, real menial work to this guy who was painting my painting the inside of my house. And I was doing something with the laundry, and he said to me, "You are you are a gay." And that's his accent. He said, "You are a gay." And I said, "What do you mean by that?" Like. And he said, estás haciendo la, la ropa, estás lavando la ropa. But because I was doing laundry, he presumed I was a gay. And that's how he said it. He said, you are a gay? I was like, well, not really. I mean, I'm just, <laughs> why? Who should, do only gay guys do laundry? Is that your point? Andy? Andy, and... This was uh, this was pre September 11th, so 
Andy was coming across the border almost every day, almost every day to work on our house. We went back when you could do that, like nice and easy. You are a gay. I was like, well, no, straight people actually do laundry too. But he was saying you're not. What he wanted to say is, you fucking woman. Because <laughs> that's that was Andy's way. So I talked about that. Andy got some laughs. I m- made fun of uh, Mexican racism which uh, they all got a kick out of. And uh, friends of mine, who I remember my friend Julio in San Diego, he'd say to me, no soy, un, no soy, no soy racista. No soy racista. And this is, by the way, after I told the crowd that uh, tonight in Spanish that I looked up the word racist. I said, I, my Spanish is okay. I don't have all the words. Um, so I, I want to know what the word for racist is in Spanish. And I looked it up. And it turns out uh, la palabra para racist en español es mexicano. <laughs> it's Mexican. And uh, because, you know, I've known some racist Mexican people. And there was enough truth in that that the room, the room supported the, the contention I made lightheartedly. This is not a woke podcast, by the way. So uh, if there are the, the cops out there, fuck, man. I mean... I'm sorry, fuck woman, <laughs> fuck they, just, what are you going to do? So it's, it's, I don't, whatever, I don't, and I, and I say that because someone told me that there are people who actually listen to podcasts to hear the hosts say some dumb shit to then get them in the soup. And it's like, it's a pretty interesting way to spend the day. Or maybe it's super courageous, you know? Maybe they feel like those guys that go and, uh, you know, they're private citizens, but they, you know, shoot at immigrants coming across the border. Maybe they feel like they're doing a, you know, a patriotic act. But this is a comedy podcast, and I don't know who I'm talking to, but I, 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 somebody told me that, that there are people, there are both people nationally, globally, but also people here in Atlanta who listen to podcasts to hear if the host says some dumb shit that they can hold against them. And I don't know what they're going to do with it because <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what you're going to do with it, but that's uh, it's an interesting way to pass the time. I guess that's like what they call uh, hate, hate watching. I hate, I don't know. I'm, I'm out of my depth talking about it because it, it's sort of something I, I have a hard time getting my head around and I really don't know what the objective is, but... The point, if you're if you're trying to get me in the soup, what I was saying in the joke, to be very clear, is each and every Mexican person in the world is racist. Is that is that clear enough? It was a joke that I made in the room tonight and said like uh, the word racist is, and that I guess that could be a sound clip you could take out. You could cut it up and say, here he is saying every single Mexican person. <laughs> And I know lots of Mexican people would be like, well, he's fucking, where's the lie? <laughs> I'm not saying that, you, you tools. Um, but I said it, the joke was tonight. How do you say, uh, como se dice racist? Como se dice racist en español? Oh, mexicano. And they laughed. And then I told the story about my friend Julio, who said, hmm, he used to say, no soy racista. Tu sabes que no soy racista. And I think it's racista. Or no, no soy Maybe he masculinizes it. No soy racista. 
No soy, tú me conoces, no soy racista. Pero, then he goes on like a screed about why do black guys, and I'm like, why do black guys walk so slowly in the intersection? It makes me want to run them over with my car. Something to that effect. And I, I made it a little more humorous tonight when I told it. Uh, but Julio did not use the word, he didn't say black guy. He said the the N-word that Latino use for black people. Uh, and I did not say that word tonight either. But it, he he was like, that was his thing. It was like, the black guys are walking too slowly across the crosswalk. And to pull it off tonight, I asked two people to, one native speaker, and then asked the native speaker how to say crosswalk. Because I, I thought it was like paseo de something, and he's like, just say paseo. I'm like, how do you say it? And it's like paseo. So that worked. It was, good. it was a good time talking about your racism. And... Uh, I wanted to close by saying I worked for ICE or Migra, but I never got around to it. Oh, and you know what else I did, actually, is I did some, I, I riffed a little bit, a little, uh, not exactly, I mean, riffed on something that happened in the crowd. And if you want to see it, as a matter of fact, the the person who runs the show, Juan Martinez, he posted it on his Instagram story, and then I posted it on my, I shared it on my story. So if you hear this, um, if you hear this Friday, it will be there until Friday night, until it dissolves into the ether. But I was I was trying to make the point that I probably know more ways to say penis in Spanish than I do in English. And I said the words that I know in English, and then I paused before I said the words in Spanish, and some guy yelled out, Verga. <laughs> Verga. And I was able to roast him for... You know, for saying that, and what's like, what's on your mind, dude? And and then he, because he was so animated about it, anyway, it's probably homophobic in in English, but in Spanish, it's uh, it kills. <laughs> and it, anyway, it was a fun show, and I, I was it was good for the soul as well, because it reminded me of of a lot of things and a lot of. Uh, yeah, it was, it was fun. And the guy who closed it is, uh, I think he's a Venezuelan feature comic who apparently, according to the showrunner, opens up for a lot of big uh, like theater-doing Venezuelan comics. And uh, he ripped and obviously is a pro. So it was a good time. And uh, it's good to do different shit. That's the moral of the story. Remember, if you have a relationship, this is true now, if you have a relationship... Keep introducing new things to it, and and for your life as well. Just do, it doesn't have to be outside your comfort zone, even though that's really good. Just do things you've never done before. That's a great recipe, I think, to stay sane and to feel like you're somewhat fulfilled. Okay, I don't know why I went there, but I did a fucking set in Spanish tonight, and with with no, I was going to say with no material, but really, that material has been percolating in my body for 30-odd years. So, and which I'm not saying I'm 30 years old, but it's just stuff that's been, I've kicked around, I've told the stories and replayed it, so then when I was able to get up there and talk about it tonight, it was kind of natural. And that's really where your comedy act should be, I think. So, um, yeah, and speaking of La Raza and Latinx population... We are going to California on Saturday. 
Yeah, we're going out there for a week for Thanksgiving. <laughs> and I meant to print out the thing that my daughter's school sent us about Thanksgiving. Uh, a, it was they said something along the lines of. Traditionally, in this country, Thanksgiving is presented as a holiday to celebrate um, cooperation and exchange between pilgrims and the natives. And a more modern interpretation or more modern telling of that story is, uh, or, or that, that relationship, let's say, is perhaps a bit sophisticated for two-year-olds and three-year-olds. So... We're not going to, uh, we're not going to be, we're going to just talk about being thankful and gratitude and not about, uh, you know, who was here and who wasn't here and also not going to make it like, yeah, the natives are like, fuck yeah, dude, this will be great. Why don't you come shoot some turkeys with us and, and take our land? But we are going to Southern California for a week. We're leaving Saturday and coming back Saturday and going to split our time between Los Angeles and San Diego and as I do every time as I did in July when I was out there uh, you listen to those podcasts I'm sure I'm going to eat I'm going to aside from turkey I'm going to eat Mexican food every single day and maybe even carne asada every day and maybe even if I have turkey leftovers the day after Thanksgiving and I don't even know if we have Thanksgiving planned. That's how in the weeds and blind to what is happening beyond like six hours from now I am, just the way my life is now. I don't even know if, I, if we're having Thanksgiving at a place. But I suspect that if I have leftovers the day after Thanksgiving, and it would be so nice with a roll and some delicious pavo, some turkey, pavo, el pavo loco, wild turkey. If I have some turkey on uh, inside a roll with maybe some mashed potatoes jammed in there. You know what would be nice? Is some like taco taco shop hot sauce drizzled in there. Oh, that would be so good. So we're going out there. The ladies and I are going to be flying. And, <laughs> and my daughter is going to do five hours on the airplane, and we're going to see how that's going to go. Five hours because, you know, you have to board a long time in advance and then sit on the tarmac. The flight is only like three and change or something like that. But all the other bullshit, uh, it, it adds up. I'm also, I also have a bit of mixed emotion about it. Not mixed emotion. Yeah, mixed, mixed emotion about going out there because not all of our families are going to be out there. I mean, the families we usually see at the holidays, like my brother, one of my brothers and one of my and my sister are not going to be out there, so I'm not going to see them. And so you know, but it'll be fun. I'm gonna, I'll see plenty of people, see my uh, see my wife's people, and best of all is my daughter's going to be back in California again, soaking it in. And she's bringing her. Oh, it's so cute. She's bringing Dolly. I get Dolly tacos. Tacos. <laughs> she's going to get Dolly, or she's bringing Dolly some tacos. So that's it. Then we'll be out there. I'll talk to you on Tuesday. So you're like, well, what's going to happen with Limerick? Great question. You know what's going to happen. Nick never, I used to call him Nicky All Caps Murphy. 
It should be Nikki No Take a Night Off Murphy, the hardest working comic in Atlanta and maybe the globe, is uh, going to be hosting Limerick on Tuesday night. So just because I'm gone, don't skip Limerick on Tuesday. And it's a great lineup, too. Bob Place, Catherine Blanford, David Perdue, several of the people that I can't remember now. But as you know, Tuesday will be the much more pro-Limerick, pro-Limerick uh, event. Event. Pro-Limerick uh, podcast. So basically, everything is adjourned. I mean, the podcast will still be going strong. Comedy for me is adjourned after this Friday night show at the Laughing Skull Lounge uh, until right after I get back uh, a week from Saturday. However, what has not changed, and so, yeah, no farmer's market. I I need an update on Eggman. I don't know if, if, uh, you know, he has a little baby. Uh, no church pool for swimming lessons for my daughter. But what has not changed, it, fortunately, is the lone reviewer of the podcast doing, doing the job. Everyone else who listens to this podcast, you don't leave a review. <laughs> and you know what? I respect you for that. Because... You probably, here's what I would do. If I were listening to this podcast, I'd be like, you know what? I'm a fan of the podcast. I listen to it every week. Uh, I listen to both episodes every week. And I'm going to I'm gonna leave it, I'm going to give it a review. I'm not going to review it. I'm going to give it a review if he doesn't fucking mention that we don't review the podcast. And almost invariably, especially if I talk about our next contestants, 15, Almost invariably, I point out that everybody else who listens to the podcast does not leave a review. <laughs> so, if I were you, I get it. I, I would get it. I'd be like, you know what? He, I was going to do it, but just at the end, he jinxed it and mentioned that we don't do it. And you're stubborn, hard-headed people like me, which is probably why you listen to the podcast. So, I appreciate you. You know what? I appreciate you being true to yourselves and being hard-headed individuals who are not helping me (laughs) but you know who is helping me is 15 underscore versus underscore 15 who is back with another review of the podcast and frankly if i would have recorded this podcast this morning i i check once in the morning and then if i'm recording later in the day i'll check before i record to see if our friend has left a review And this morning I checked, and 15 underscore versus underscore 15. And by the way, 15, we we talk about we have a nice relationship steeped in anonymity. But if there's anything I can do to help you, there's anything I can, what would you like, (laughs) where would you like me to have them send money? Where would you, where would you like me to donate? In, In lieu of flowers. Right, because we don't want to out fifteen versus underscore underscore fifteen. We don't want to out that person, him. <laughs> we don't want to know who he is. But I would like to repay in some way your contribution to the podcast. So if we could do like an in lieu of flowers thing, like when someone passes away, like when rich people die, they say, In lieu of flowers, write a check to the country club I used to belong to. 
to satisfy the debt I left there while screwing around with my buddy's wife that neither he nor my own wife knew about. So if there's something like that, 15 underscore, if you have a country club where you'd like me to encourage my listeners to retire your debt, let me know. Because uh, you, your contributions are appreciated, as you know, and and but also we want to m- make sure you dwell in an anonymity. Fifteen underscore versus underscore fifteens review. It says Wednesday. That was yesterday. McLovin' it is the title. All right, which that movie? I don't know if it holds up, but I remember seeing it and I was cracking up. Because uh, it reminded me of being those guys. That's why it... Well, really? Dude, that's why it made $700 trillion at the box office. Super bad. Are you guys on Facebook? Are you guys on MySpace? <laughs> Are you guys on MySpace? Uh, it is the title of 15's review. I'm McLovin' this podcast. I'm McLovin' this podcast. <clears throat> and I saw the McLovin' and then I see the McLovin' this podcast... And then he says, you will too if you Mick listen. And at that point, I'm like, what is all the dumb shit with Mick Lovin? Like maybe he just watched the movie because that's how strong Mick Lovin is in my head, how strongly I associate it with Superbad and the Judd Apatow universe. But then 15's final statement brings it around and reminds me what the hell he's talking about. He says... I eat McDonald's, three exclamation not three exclamation marks. It's like six exclamation marks followed by four brown hands clapping. And did he, did I do? Let me see. No, too many syllables. So if he did, I eat Mc. So he's doing, I eat McDonald's. Maybe like that. I eat McDonald's. Kind of appropriating, but I'm also just trying to interpret what I see on the page. I'm a thespian, and I'm trying to translate the goddamn page. And what that means, he he eats McDonald's, and uh, he lives to tell about it for now. <laughs> McDonald's, 15, you know this. If you if you eat there, and, and maybe you just drive through, but if you eat in the... You know, it's actually in the market segment called restaurant. Burger King is technically a restaurant. Get your head around that for a second. Really? Like these floor this is a restaurant? Is that bougie of me to say? Probably. And probably those people that, you know, talk shit about other podcasts in Atlanta are gonna get on my who cares? Uh McDonald's will get you one way or the other. <laughs> so fifteen, I hope that you you know what I hope McDonald's is to you. I hope it's a treat. I hope it's a an indulgence, and not like in a Catholic guiltish kind of way. But I hope you, uh, I hope you make the most of your McDonald's, and I hope you don't eat it every day, because that's how it'll get you in the long run. <laughs> you saw supersize me, which was just very a very punk rock statement to just and it, the guy caused McDonald's to put salads, and you know Bill's Bur- Bill Burr's got bits on it about how wrong that is. But that guy's so punk rock, he caused. McDonald's to put salads on their menu. That's amazing. Supersize me. So McDonald's 15 will get you either in the it'll get you in the wash or get you in the rinse, either by clogging your arteries. And this is not a health podcast. 
I'm just saying. But really, it'll get you, if you go there too much, it'll make you depressed over time. Not just the way the chemicals in the food are suppressing your normal neurotransmitting <laughs> transmitter firing, but you'll get depressed like I am when I'm in there. I should I should make that. I, I'm not I have de- I have depressive moments and episodes, but uh, I, and I'm, I don't think I'm depressed. But if you see me at McDonald's, like I said, you will you will know that I am. And what he's obviously referring to is the last podcast. And also shout out to you, fifteen, because you could have listened to the first five seconds of the last podcast and bounced. Is the CEO of McDonald's is in good shape? Well, of course he is. But you know what? He's in better shape than the fucking CEO of Exxon, right? McDonald's. Have it your way. (laughs) Have a hedge fund that buys McDonald's. Anyway, 15, thank you so much. And happy, on behalf of the listenership of this podcast, happy Thanksgiving to 15 underscore versus underscore 15. Because you know what? Among all the listeners, and I'm thankful for each and every one of you, I am most thankful for 15 underscore versus underscore 15. And I almost want to leave right there with a cold exit. I'm thankful for 15 and I'm out. But I don't want to do that. I don't want to be dramatic. I want to say thanks for listening. And uh, if you don't want to leave a... You know what? If you don't want to leave a review, (laughs) keep doing what you're doing because you're executing perfectly on that. However... If there's one person in your universe that you think would like this podcast, how would you describe it? Uh, I don't know. You should just listen to it. That's pretty entitled, right? Pretty presumptuous. I don't know. Just listen. But if you think there's one person, this is this is the only ask of the podcast. If there's one person in your entire podcast listening network that you think would get it in quotation marks, and you're not going to get it in the first five seconds, and you're not going to get it in one episode. But if you think there's someone who might get it, please tell them about it and do it over Thanksgiving dinner. And you know what? The next time I talk to you, I will be, hopefully, if our plane does not crash, or the pilot, you know what? It doesn't matter if the pilot shit shit face because (laughs) the computer flies it. I will be in Southern California recording this, so uh, I will talk to you from Southern California. If you are in Atlanta, come tonight to the Laughing Skull Lounge. And also, 15 underscore, let us know how we can be of service to you, like you have been such great service to the podcast. Thank you, have a great weekend, and I will talk to you on Tuesday.